Welcome to 10 and 2, the podcast dedicated to helping you grab hold of life one episode at a time. I'm Namdi. I'm Blank. I'm Alexia. Thank you for joining us this week. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. All right, uh, first time in a long time since we've been. Damn, how long have we been out of Lexi? Do you know? You want to stay quiet? <laughs> Over there snacking. All right, uh, thank you for listening. We are back for another week. Um, we've been out for a while. Um, it's been a lot going on between us, but uh, it, Nambi is not here right now. Um, by the time everybody hears this, uh, I could be a, a godfather by now. Um, I fully anticipate uh, Odie being here um, by the time this comes out. So, uh, yeah, understandably, Nandi is not here. Um, whatever we get the word, we will be shutting this podcast down. Uh, <laughs> it could be cut short. <laughs> it, could, it could get cut short a minute from now. Like whatever we record is what we're going to release. So, uh, with that being said. Uh, I myself blank is here. Alexia is here. Uh, the Hi. good. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to just introduce everybody. Um, the good friend Jazz is here. Jazz. Uh, well, Yogi Jazz Porter, <laughs> as you as you might best know her. And uh, one of my best friends is here. Uh, how you want? How you want to be introduced, bro? What, what do you want to? What do you want to say? You know me, bro. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely know me, bro. I, I mean, I mean, but how do the people? Uh, how how are the people supposed to know you? CJ. C- CJ. Okay. Yeah, CJ. Right, Zeus. Right. Zeus. <laughs> what? I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> all right. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. Now nah, I'm, I'm gonna call you Zeus, bro. No, nah, I'm like what? That's not what we're doing. That's not what we're doing. I love that you entertain the so. idea, though. <laughs> For jokes, for jokes. Um, so, uh, yeah, man. So, uh, what y'all been up to? What y'all been up? To? I mean, we've been out for a while. What's what's been going on with you, Alexia? It's really been so long. I don't remember the last thing I told y'all, but um, <laughs> I think I'm an aunt now. It's been a while. I'm an aunt and a godmother now. You are an aunt. Congrats. So obviously, like, this little cute little baby has been taking up all my free time. Um, same shit. Trying to travel the world. See the world. Okay. Secure the next bag. Yeah, you haven't been on a trip in a while. I know. It's really yeah. hurting me. It's it's very unusual now that I thought now, now that but, I think like, about it. People don't like tell me about things and they're like assuming I'm not in town. So when I'm in town, I feel like I'm failing myself and I'm failing the people. Is there a withdrawal? Do you feel like there's a withdrawal? Yeah, I think that's why I've been like in a funk and a lull. Like mm-hmm. I'm just like I hate to say this and y'all know how I feel about Dallas. I hate Dallas. There's just a there is a pseudo motivation here that's contagious yeah. and so like because i haven't left and recharged and gone out and seen the world come back i'm like i'm on a negative right now mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. it's definitely weird i gave my sister six months post-pregnancy to get comfortable in motherhood for the first time so come september i will be in brazil hopefully fingers crossed no you be in brazil i'm i'm, I'm definitely gonna be in brazil but like to anybody who I was planning to what go to Brazil with, if you don't end up there, I don't want you to feel bad that I'm like already committed. What part, like Rio or what? 
No, so, well, I'm going to go stay in Rio, but, like, my goal is to... So, what I learned about solo, like, month-long travels is I'm usually, like, country hopping. So, I'll fit, like, five or six countries in a single trip. That shit's exhausting. Mm-hmm. I'm exhausted. It's more, ha- like, it's more of a hassle than it's worth. So, I was like, okay, I can take three months out of this year, go live in Brazil. I can learn Portuguese and Spanish like I want to. I can start making business connections with local businesses in South America because what I hate is that there, um, there's so many U.S. and European-based businesses out in these countries like in South America and Africa that you're like, you can't support a local business unless you really go there and find it. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to get, make it easier for people to go to these places and support the local economies. And then also just to country hop in South America. So mm-hmm. it'd be easier to go to like Colombia or Venezuela or Argentina from Brazil as opposed to like Dallas and back and Dallas and back. So. Yo, I never thought about it because um, I've never country hopped before, but just the thought of like packing up my luggage and then like re like, unop- like it's, that seems very tedious and like it's stressful. It well, it's, but it's, it's, not, it's, you're not, well, unless you're relocating your life and you're like completely relocating. It's not that it, much. Basically. It teaches you. You take what you need, and then you gather things along the way. And some things are sentimental, and some things you leave behind for the that next makes sense. or whatever. That makes sense. But like it really forces you to take the bare necessities. That used and the to things that you really like need. That makes sense. That used to happen like when I when I used to travel a lot for work. Mm-hmm. Like after like, let's say maybe the first year, mm-hmm. I just knew what I needed. Like, yes. I'm not gonna. Tra- I'm not gonna crack. You no, know, carry something I just didn't need. I knew exactly what I need. I knew how many shirts I was gonna wear. I knew what mm-hmm. day I was gonna wear it. That overpacking stuff gets. It's not cute. Yeah. <laughs> After you <laughs> traveled so much, like I, and you don't. I live out of my suitcase after I come back, so yeah. I just yeah. try to keep it as minimal as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, it's crazy because I think everybody here like has traveled a lot. I mean, whether it's internationally or just like mm-hmm. domestically. Like I travel a lot for work now, and um. Yeah, it's just it's just exhausting, like just packing shit up. Like, it, it, like you're not you're not in like your in natural environment. Like you, you wake up and in, in, in just a totally different environment. Like it's it's just it's it, it the shit gets exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, but you plan to be in Brazil in September? You said yeah. So my goal is right, cool. yeah, I'm commit three months to it. So live out there for three months. Three months. Yeah. Wow. So so I mean, personal question, but how are you gonna handle? wonder like why doing that i mean i'm gonna handle it how i wonder 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 the travel agency that she has Um, (laughs) i'm gonna do how i did when i was in asia and europe it makes it the thing about it is it actually works out best for me even though there's not much of a time difference because when it was during the day in europe i can go do the things that i need to do during the day and then when it was nighttime and time for me to wind down and like relax or whatever it was during the day for the U.S., so I could still handle things. Now my sleep schedule, I wasn't sleeping as much, but I don't ever sleep as much traveling anyway because I try to get, like, the most out of my day. Mm-hmm. So, like, it wouldn't, it was just, I would honestly probably work out better for me that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, you actually don't sleep as much when you're on, like, Mm-mm. on travel, Mm-mm. which is weird. Like, three, four hours, you'd be like, yes, I'm ready <laughs> to go. Because they're, I think you're excited and it's new yeah. and there's so much, you yeah. know, behind it. But when you're like, oh, I just worked 16 hours yesterday. I got four hours of sleep, and I got to get back up to go to that damn job. Obviously, you're going to be like, I want more sleep. But when you're sitting yeah. in a new place, and there's beautiful things to see, you're like, oh. That's facts. Bro, we talked about that earlier, when you were asking about jet lag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, when you get to where you're going, mm-hmm. you're not really worried you're about jet lag. Mm-mm. Like, you just take, like, a long-ass nap. 
And like, whenever you wake up, you wake up, you're right back to like, if you're going on vacation now, the only part about jet lag you got to worry about is coming back. Yes. And doing your day-to-day job, doing your day-to-day activity. That's what jet lag is. Like, you going there. It's fine. Yeah. You you want to know what it uh, reminds me of is when uh, we went to Miami as a chapter for spring break. Like, we we drove... We trip. drove from te- from Nacogdoches, Texas, East hours. Texas, nuts. to Miami, Florida, in a in a van. That's crazy. What kind of van? Like a white van, like a white church van? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, a creepy yeah, yeah. old, like you That's know, crazy. Yeah, we just guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. <laughs> we had the creepy but, van. But, like, yeah. but going there was the best time. Like, like, like it was. It wasn't like straight. It was mm-hmm. the best time. But like coming back was the longest trip ever. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, it was. It was the worst. So. Um, that's that's what it reminds me of. Like that's, that's normal, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's you're normal. Excited any, any, to get there, it's like, oh, we're going back home. Yeah, going back home. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, so, um, what y'all been up to? I mean, we don't. I mean, the people don't know you, CJ, but Jazz, they kind of they kind of familiar with you. So. so we're on our third episode of um, Yoga Evolution TV. Congrats! Thank you. I'm very proud of you, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. That's, it's that's, been... that's very. Uh, that's very. Um, trailblazing like i, I don't Thank see you. many many yoga like like you see the you know the apps and shit like that but it's not it's not very personal it's not it's not in the moment it's very uh you know what i'm trying to say Trendy, yeah yeah so. wavy it's dope, yeah man. thank you so for those who don't know what yoga evolution tv is so when i moved to houston i met my business partner alicia who is also a yoga instructor. And we both have a very collective mindset. And a lot of things are targeted towards a certain group of people. And we wanted to create something that was for souls that want to grow and want to see each other. Mm -hmm. So we have kids there. We have people of all different colors, sizes, races, genders. It's such a huge variety of people. And we really created an environment for that the shell to come down. So when you come, it's a holistic market. So we're simulating the local economy and we have only local vendors and everything is cruelty free, oh. organic, holistic. Whole night. We have everything from bath soap, CBD oil and massage therapists, vegan vendors, um, crystals, uh, anything you could think of we have. Nice. So after the market, people kind of mix and mingle and hang out. We have games and stuff that you can play too. And then after an hour of the market, we go into a conscious talk show. And it's like bohemian style. So it's like rugs on the floor. We're all barefoot. Everybody, the audience is eye level. We're all on the floor. And so we have a special guest who is a spiritual leader in some way in the community. So the last guest we had was um, the creator of Universe Soul Fest, which is like a really big yoga festival. Um, We're going to have a fitness coach on there. The first person that we had, they were business owners for a community event. But it's, it's no specific field that they're in but just people who are making a difference right so we interview them we have a topic so the first topic was um what was our first topic abundance second topic was manifestation the next one will be self-acceptance so these are really deep topics that we can mm-hmm. have these really raw conversations people cry people hugging each other. it's so much support and it's so raw And then afterwards, we have a yoga class. It's a short class. It's just 30 minutes. And we basically infuse the conversation into your yoga practice. I have a quick question. Yeah. Um, With these deep conversations, how how difficult is it 
to get you to allow people to like open up or are they like just forthcoming like how is it is, is it like a tug and pull or is it like not in this environment okay. because we set the tone from the beginning like you really create the culture with any business mm-hmm. that you have and whenever they come in they know what they're walking into yeah, like you, and they're yeah. ready they're already in the mindset so on the um last episode for manifestation we had a lady talk about we go around and interview people what do you know about manifestation she said i know about sales manifesting into cancer because i have cancer hmm. so just like all these different experiences and helping people take yoga because a lot of people just do yoga because it's supposed to stretch you it's supposed to relax you oh hey yo, <laughs> i gotta t- i'm gonna tell you right now yo so um my building that i live in they have um yoga every thursdays Mm -hmm. and usually i'm just busy on thursdays i don't do it but this uh not this this week but the the last week i went to the yoga you know you're like the the example for yoga for me right Right. so it's like i you know compare yeah Uh exactly so (laughs) fam like this woman had her dog in the in the in the gym with the like and the dog it was it was a puppy so oh, first no. of all it was it was it was crying the whole time <laughs> aside from that like she she just wasn't good like her instructions wasn't right um she she wasn't she wasn't um she wasn't curious about like personal people's like personal things like like uh-huh. you asked me like hey or you just asked people like hey do you have any kind of injuries or this and that like i was in positions where like yo my fucking knee is about to pop. Like, mm-hmm. nigga, like, this shit don't feel good. Mm-hmm. But, like, she's not very in tune. Like, she just don't pay. So, that was like, yo, like, you really do a great job with, like, your sessions because you, you really personalize it. You know what I'm saying? to, And you really, like, pay attention to, like, other people's bodies because she just reading off a paper. Like, she literally had a notepad. Really? Dead ass serious. She must be really, really new. Yo. Regardless, and it's okay, it but it was bad. I I went through it, like I finished it, but it was like, yo, like this is a totally different experience from what I'm used to. It was it was nuts. So eventually, I want to do uh, workshops for teacher training because just because you training is crazy. It's a wide variety of how you could be trained. Like if you haven't taken any anatomy in your training, that's a huge problem. Not everybody does. And then, yeah, yoga, it's not all the same. Yeah. Every teacher is very yeah. different, but That's always listen to your body before you listen to the teacher. Always. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I wasn't, <laughs> I'm not crazy. About to pop. I'm not crazy, <laughs> but it was like, just certain positions, like, yo, this shit don't feel good. I need to, like, mm-hmm. just switch it up. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I forgot, I forgot to tell you that. I, mean, I just thought about it just now, but. You should tell her. I think everybody should give yoga teachers feedback. Yeah. It's I important. I mean, you know how to say it in a nice way, but just like, hey, you might want to. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the next Yoga Evolution TV is going to be May 1st, which also happens to be my birthday. Look at you. Okay. It just landed on my birthday because they already gave us the schedule ahead of time. And I was like, oh, that's going to be cool. Well, happy birthday in advance. In advance Thank yeah. you. You too. You're just coming up too. It is. It and is. we about Thank to have you. a little tourist nephew around here. Yo. I'm so happy. <laughs> that is nuts. Um, 
CJ, what you been up to, man? Man, I'm just work. I think America's drawing me down. I think I'm at the phase right now, bro, at work, business, trying to make some stuff start up from the bottom. Talk about the things, man. Just, you mm-hmm. know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know a, a brief thing, you know. A brief <laughs> thing. <laughs> That's funny. A brief thing. So, um, on a day-to-day basis, um, I'm a geophysicist, which I find super boring, but I did it because... Um, Makes you good money? Yeah, it makes some okay money. Some okay. Okay money? Okay. Yeah, it makes some okay money. I'm able to do things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like smoke hookah and stuff. Smoke I'm able to buy like an extra hookah for, for the table. <laughs> um, but um, one of the things that I um, I really do appreciate about myself is I've grown from being that geophysicist to actually finding something I find is my purpose. And my purpose, um, I think, is to create. So, a couple years ago, I started a sports, a sports show, basically like a online content for sports on uh, Facebook. Yeah, on Facebook. So it's called Alternative Fact Sports, and um, there's me, two of my frat brothers, Chidi and Corey, and we started that. And like our main goal was just to be because we have. Super, super, super objective opinions about sports Bro, people. Stop. What are you talking about? It's a bit. Can I? Yeah, go. Can I do this? My bad. My bad. My bad. We my give bad. super objective opinions. Okay, unbiased opinions about sports topic. People always feel like, okay, well, we may not have the truth, but that's our truth, mm-hmm. and we're okay with that. So, um, <laughs> we start on Facebook, and we're getting a lot of likes, a lot of followers. But one of my main things was like, I grew to love the, I grew to appreciate content. And the, the process of creating content, original content. So, um, one of my hardest things I ever went through was trying to get the audience, garner the audience for that content. Because, you know, Facebook, it's not really the prototypical site to get a lot of audiences. You have to do a lot on Facebook. YouTube typically is, and maybe get on blogs. But, um, long story short, I decided to create my own land. I decided to create a, a company called 300 Kane. And 300 Kane is um, a multimedia platform um, for highlighting user-generated content by content creators who just really need exposure. Because a lot of us, you know, create content, whether you're creating at your apartment or in your bedroom or your bathroom or wherever you're creating your content at, um, you want exposure. So our goal is to be able to give you the exposure um, and to be able to not only bring together all the content creators in different cities, different places, but to have something we call our own. And when I say our own, I mean black content creators. So we're highlighting black content creators on this site because we know that it takes us 10 times more work and 10 times more effort to be able to be on the same platform as our um, counterparts. Um, I wouldn't say that, but I yeah. was about to. I just let him ride. <laughs> no, talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. What's going on? Uh, no, no counterparts is like you know, Jasmine is my counterpart. Oh, okay. Well, um, really? Uh, you think so? I, I was waiting for him to see what the what what term he used. I think that in terms of like being politically correct, counterpart or that's who are you speaking on? So I'm speaking on our. Um, our white oppressors. Oppressors. This is an open podcast. Like, can I use? Op- can I, can I talk my shit? Well, say what you want. Bro. Can I talk my shit? Okay, our oppressors. So I feel like you know we are not. <laughs> 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 
I just want to make sure I'm able to talk my shit because I, don't, you know, I listen to the podcast all the time, all the episodes. I just want to make sure I'm able to talk my shit. I was just, I, I was gonna comment on the ten times. You think it's ten times more difficult for Absolutely. black people's content to be put on the same platform as counterparts? So, so in regards to the type of content, I think that we have a harder time for our generational content stuff that actually heals our community. I feel like it's harder for us. is that, though? Well, it's, it, I think it starts from us because our fault because we're not able to create our own lane for that. I think we're relying on them. Do you think that other black people want to consume positive content? Absolutely. I just don't feel like we... Really? Yeah. I think black people still really feed into... And when I say black people, I hate even, you know, you know where I'm at. Uh-huh. But people of color generally... They still really feed into negative content. Negative and mess and all that stuff. Yes, mess, gossip, you know, drugs, alcohol, whatever, killing, whatever songs talk about, you know, calling. Well, I will, I will stop you at the drugs, alcohol, and killing because that's what uh, rap is still white people indulge in that daily. I'm not even bringing white people into this. Okay. Those are his words. I'm just talking about black people. Well, 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 I don't well, feel like well, white people have anything to do with it. Well, 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 the only reason I wanted, I wanted to step in is because you associated it with like black people. I'm saying black and people still entertain that type of content. What I'm saying is that white people do as well. As well. That, white people it. don't have nothing to do with this. I'm talking about us. No, 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 I brought on white people. But even if Got black you. people do still entertain it, or so that, that's always my same argument. When you consume so much of one thing, it be- at some point it becomes normalized. It is. So it's it, it, to say that we consume, like to say we consume it in such a way that it's like we are masochists and we enjoy engaging. I think that like there are 10 year olds right now who will probably see somebody die and be like, well, niggas die every day. And it's death is normal to them. And so, yes, listening to music about it, like I, that's unfortunately, it seems like on a, on a wide platform and on across the entire population it seems like that's a normal thing for us but then also we grossly underestimate how many of us are still within that percentage and within that demographic to where that is their everyday lifestyle so wait i don't think it's that we like we draw are drawn towards i think people are drawn towards what they're are used you, to are you like the debate of conscious or unconscious no, no, no. Like it's consciously not, choosing to go towards bad things, or this is normalized and unconscious, and this is what I'm used to. Yeah, I, I don't think that we're masking the fact that we're conscious, like, oh, I'm going to go towards this because I want to continue to feed myself all this negativity. I think it's a subconscious thing. People go towards what's normal for them. And I, that unfortunately, that may be somebody's normal. So that's true. That, yeah, I say it definitely. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to get that deep about it. I was just saying that. Let's go. We no. think we're here. We're here. No, we're here. <laughs> we just, we just, we're yeah, here. You just jumped the whole hurdle. Like we're here. You can't. You can't back jump a hurdle. I was trying to. <laughs> I was trying to. Just, but no. I was just saying that. Like, we don't. I don't want to just solely put those type of pleasures on black people. Like, white people enjoy people like, from all demographics yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah, true yeah. Every that's that's yeah, but continuing to bring white people that flex our conversation with ourselves with our own people that's not what i was trying to do i was just saying okay. that okay, okay. L- like let's not like like let's not just directly put it on black. like i know we're not talking about any other race but like let's not identify with black people that's all i was just trying to say i think i think like what? make it a black thing yeah 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 got yeah, you yeah. got you I think what Alexia said, the keyword, what she said was normalize. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what 300 Kane is trying to stand for, I think we're trying to normalize the truth. 
mm-hmm. about who we really are and what we because if you think about it like most of everything in regards to culture comes from black people in, in today's world in culture culture you know acts cultural activities anything that has to do with culture it really, really comes from the originals. It always comes from black people. So I think if we're able to not only utilize, but to able to normalize that in a way where people can receive it and understand, yo, this is who we are. Like, we're not just the people who are, are always on Shade Room or whatever other site that there's baller alert receiving this negative content. Like, yo, we're actually putting in positive content. We're actually out here trying to tell a story for generations down the line because that's who we are. Because, let's be real, our story gets deleted all the time. Like, we don't know our true story because, like, things get changed all the time. Who knows what's going to happen 50 years from now, what they're going to tell about people who lived in the 2000s and 2010s. We have to be able to create our own story in this day and age. And very few things live to last forever. You have the Jay-Zs, you have the big legacy people, but nobody really cares about everybody else. You have the really, really big stars, the Issa Rays, the, you know, um, the Jordan Peels, the people who are being able to associate with that, you know, with our oppressors. And they're able to be in the same circle, the same, the same place with them. They're going to be able to live forever. But other people and other people who experience it, like us who are content creators, you doing your yoga, um, your, your yoga TV, and everything you're doing. Alexia being the super dope, you know, travel agency is Aaron being, you know, the, just the dope person he is. I don't know. Uh, nah, 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 uh, along with Namdi, so like like this is the thing that we're like personally involved with, like yeah. what he's talking about. So, uh, but aside from that, yes, I am a realtor. Um, aside from that, Talk your shit. I am working for one of the biggest companies in the world Speak in a very valuable position. <laughs> like uh, along with another business that I'm involved with, that is a uh, one of the first in this industry. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. So it's like nah, it's like I, I get it. Your dress you know are driving. Right, yo, yo, the hey, dreads are coming back. <laughs> Chill out, bro. Hey, dread, hey, if y'all don't know, <laughs> Chill out, for bro. people who know, like, dread blank is a problem. Okay, this is Chill out, bro. Oh, y'all, probably, y'all probably do, like, you know, fade. No idea, yeah. yeah, the I podcast, the, the community probably knows. Wait till they get Rex Shoulder I don't remember what you look like with anything. Else. I don't either. I, don't I need to see like old pictures. <laughs> It was a Why long time ago. Bro? I'm sorry, bro. I'm okay, but wait. Let me back up to what CJ said. So it's I'm hearing two different things. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. The first thing is you want to be able to us to create our own story yeah. that's gonna be a generational thing, so yeah. that other people know who we are. Yeah. But this not platform, other people, but it's it's for not only other people, but. Is it for our entire generation? So black or white, doesn't matter who it is. It's so everybody. including it's white people, everybody. Yeah, it's for everybody. Yeah. But the platform is only for it's targeted. Your audience is targeted. It's black. Well, I don't want to say targeted. Our audience to whoever is able to receive receive our content. Okay. What we're trying to give exposure to 
is black people. content. Black content. Now, Target is just like, you know, whoever receives it. So I can post something on Instagram right now and a white person may double click it and like it. So question. So if we are being intentional on a large scale, we're trying to change thought processes for generations to come. Okay. Are you considering how this could be more accessible or more appealing or attractive to white consumers? Um, so <laughs> what we're doing is already attractive to white consumers. It's part of Give culture. Me some more. Um, what we do is already considered great and different and cool mm-hmm. and all of the above. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to grab, it's going to gravitate the masses because we generate what is considered cool. What is what is the trends? We, I mean, if if you look at it in every single measure like if you build it they'll come so Correct. what you're doing right now you're a black woman doing yoga when you was out here and and I'm, I'm not sure how your your audience in houston looks but when you were out here you gravitated towards black people and you black people typically grew towards you but you also were reaching other other races like you were it wasn't like you're you're a black so basically what I'm trying to say is that you create as a black woman black content however you want to put it is you're a black woman I, I know how you feel about yeah 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 like come on and also I, I when I was it. in Dallas though I didn't have a mixed audience and my content wasn't open I did realize when I opened up my content that my audience changed what, what do you mean by open Open, a lot open, of things like okay posting something like just for extreme example black lives matter you did that no i said for extreme example okay. <laughs> so just giving you an example if someone posted that type of content on their page black lives matter or whatever uh you know melanin by demand or whatever the t-shirts say mm-hmm. you're talking to a certain audience that's comfortable saying that and that's going to be mostly black people mm-hmm. if you do not post that and continue to post your other content mm-hmm. no one will be put off by what you're saying no one will feel excluded or pushed away by what you're okay. saying so i feel like i was doing a lot of black targeted things on my page and that's who my audience was so in, in, in that same example um do black lives not matter what is what is what what, what is, <laughs> wait hold on okay no no no, 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 no go, ahead, go ahead and say it go ahead and talk let me explain let me explain okay. 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 <laughs> i'm sure we all are in agreement with what matters like really <laughs> it was just so okay. random i'm open though come Super on random, random, but let them land let them land let them land let them all right land. so so in that in that example you're basically saying that if you say Black Lives uh, Matter, then you're basically shutting off a, a a part of the audience that does not want to hear that, does not want to see that. They don't want to. They just they just don't want nothing to do with it. Okay. What I'm saying is that they, regardless of how they feel about it, Black Lives Matter, like it's the right thing. 
Okay, now I understand what you're saying. So this is the thing. When it comes to an, a post like that, that's a radical post. It's not radical. According to... What's the word that I can use? Like, you're basically saying, like, if you have a shirt that says anti-something, you're showing that you're extremely radical about this topic. I'm against this. That's Rather than radical. I That's don't. Okay. For this and against this. So, first of all, the whole Black Lives Matter movement in particular, which not to talk about the details of do Black Lives Matter. Yes, to answer that question. But if you are on that train, because that's a... um what do you call it it's a buzzword mm -hmm. so it represents something else besides the fact yes black lives do matter but you being a part of that buzz culture there's something there's an energy associated with that mm -hmm. it's been used aggressively it's a confrontational thing in certain circumstances i agree can i take um, I uh, uh, <laughs> so so, I, I, so I, if I, someone I had on a shirt that says all lives matter you would think that they're a part of the shit of the conversation right because you can believe that without putting that in someone's face. So all black, all black matters has been controversial. No, it's been controversial. It's a part of some drama, is what I'm saying. Drama in regards that to slogan. in regards to the person who receives it, based on that. I I would say just in general, like it's a topic, a broad topic. All lives matter versus Black Lives Matter. That together is some political. It's drama. Right, Someone so. who is just not a part of that conversation in that battle because they're opposite each other. So if you're not in the, f I don't know so, how to really break it down anymore. I, but I, like, I, I, I think I, I understand what you're trying to say. What I'm trying to say is that logically, a person with compassion, a person with empathy, in, in this specific example, that's all, that's all I'm talking about. Okay. Because you, you, you mentioned specifically Black Lives Matter. Okay. Any sane person, no matter what race, if they see how black people are treated in this country and a black person yells that Black Lives Matter because of the, 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 the differing way that we are treated upon races. Mm -hmm. And a person yells like, hey, Black Lives Matter as well. And somebody says, "Oh, all lives matter." Like that's a direct, um, that, that it's it's a direct opposition to what that person is trying to say. Yeah, like th that's the only it thing. It can be like, taken both ways, and I think you're biased because you're black. But not, somebody can say, so let's say there's two ends of the spectrum. Somebody can say it in opposition. Mm -hmm. Somebody can also say it with inclusion. You know what I mean? Like saying that black and white lives I, I, do matter. I do, I do, but I do. But that's the thing. We're not talking about white lives, though. Okay, you said so what? We're not talking about white lives. I think the issue is what happens is <laughs> there's a stigma. We're not. Like, he's, he's right. No, we're not, we're not yeah. though. We're not. So we're, we're talking about two different things, though, because you're talking about the actual argument of it, the actual word. I'm talking about if you're creating content yeah, yeah, we we got off on the tangent. Yeah, like it's that's different. Okay. That's, like that's, that's the fine. actual topic is separate from you putting out content on your social media to stamp yourself as a part of something. Uh, so, well, I have so, a question because I, I have a question. So I'm a little confused, and I could be missing the message. So, for instance, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I know that you, you, I know that yoga, you use it as a. Um, a deep it uh, more so as a spiritual opportunity as well it's not just something for you to do to be active and work out 
So if you, for instance, say something were to happen, say Trayvon Martin, you still owe it to the demographic that's that's affected by. I mean, if that if you are meaning to um, heal people and touch people on a spiritual level, for instance, as a person of color, I like engaging with platforms that also show sympathy and empathy towards the black experience. So for me, like when people, sh- um, when businesses take the opportunity to step in and speak on topics that happen in the urban community, I find that they're, they're, they obviously see us they, and they want us to have that safe space. So I get pissed off if I'm on a platform and I see, so I know something devastated has happened internally, but then you can tell that uh, that's when we become two different demographics. Where yeah. You can tell our, who the people are. And I'm not even saying based on race. I'm saying on people who... It, who I adapt one ideology and one mindset because obviously I think in any situation a child being gunned down is devastating yeah. but what I'm talking about Trayvon Martin and the emotional devastating day I'm having and you're talking about The Bachelor like that lets me know that's when distinctions are made because I'm sure you've seen it so to me it just seems like it seems like you're sacrificing one audience for the inclusion of others and that's how I've always felt like why can't I be black? Why can't I be vocal? And why can't you accept me for that too? Like, why do you automatically, why is there an anti? Why is there a, a reciprocated negative feeling towards Your us experience. being comfortable in our blackness? Yeah, if I wear a melanin yoga tee to teach my class, like, why would that put you off? I'm obviously black. So why is me acknowledging my blackness putting you off? I understand. Okay, so a couple of things. First, no one owes it to anyone to address any topic, no matter what type of content creator you are. And second, a lot of times with content, first of all, there's a lot of reasons why people wouldn't post something. And we project on to that creator as to why that didn't happen and take it personal. Somebody could, it could not be in flow with their business or their brand and you don't have to address it in that way if that's not the way you want to address it and social media is not your whole life and actually posting on social media is the least that we can do for a tragic situation you acknowledging that you feel a way by posting a photo doesn't actually do anything and second you can ascend higher you don't have to address the specific situation the details don't matter. Like with the Nipsey Hustle situation, I didn't need to say anything about him being black or being Nipsey. But talking about the bigger picture, we don't have to single out color and attach on to the. Hold on, hold on. I'll let you. We don't have to attach on to the. First of all, us continuing to focus on race will not ever get us away from the problems that come with the division of race. And I, when you acknowledge. And call in more. This is why they're trying to get black people. This is and making it that instead of a people issue. It is everybody's issue who is a human, who has a son, who has a father, who had a man in their life, period. And when I talked about Nipsey, it was more about we're not doing the work that we need to do to heal ourselves and heal the community. And that's everybody, every race. And we continue to attract tragedy to teach us because we don't learn from anything else but loss. So if we do the work to get past, and it's like black people, there's so much complaining about the differences. (laughs) (laughs) But when you continue to make it a difference, 
you're adding to the difference. Like, do we want to move past this so where it's not a difference? Or do I, we want to hold on to the story so bad that we can't let it go? If we don't believe a new story, if we don't create a new story, but how is it, it to us. But do you feel like, and, and by the way, um, I, I understand everything you're saying. I can see your perspective. I just respectively um, disagree. Um, I 1000% believe in systematic racism systematic oppression and i believe that you know black people in this country have been put on a on a stage and on a on a, on a, on a road or like a a timeline for them to be able to not succeed in the same level as their white counterparts i feel like what you're saying about you know you didn't really say this word for word, but you're sort of, instead of, correct me, if, you know, let me know if I'm wrong. Okay. Like, let's sweep it under the rug and let's not talk about it and let's move on. It just seems a little bit too, um, too forgetful of what actually happened. Now, so, okay. No, that's not what I was saying. So, let's, like, dish the race thing for a second. Okay. Talking about past, present, and future. Do you believe in the law of attraction? Do you feel like you create your reality and you bring things into your space? Absolutely. It's okay. the energy, yeah. So let's say something happened to you when you were younger. Whatever tragedy we can imagine. Your father was not present. And you continue to say presently, mm -hmm. speaking on that experience as if it is current today. You cannot heal and move forward if you continue to act as though what was has to be now and will be the future. But I don't have any I fighting. But, 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 huh? but I, I believe that. What would you say? But I also don't have any fighting forces against me in f stopping me from believing that. Okay. So like, I don't have any fighting forces. Like, if, if like right now, if... if if, if I didn't have a father and I had to, you know, he wasn't there and I had to get over that, it would be something between, a battle between me and myself. So it wouldn't be an active agent. illusion. And I know that really burned to hear that, but a lot of what we think is actually holding us back is projection. I'm not going to say that there are no white people that forcefully, you know, will against certain black situations, but I will say... It is not as many as we claim. And a lot of us, we had this conversation last time and Blank was like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've never had like a, you know, I've been blessed to not actually have that affect me directly. And we hold on to the black story. We've not all had the same experiences. And even if the percentage that you think is pressing back against you compared to what I think is different, does what we're doing help us? No. But do you also believe in PTSD? I do. Post-traumatic slave disorder? And I think disorder? that we should take more response. <laughs> Post-traumatic <laughs> slavery disorder. I believe that's yes, a real thing. I believe I that's something we should talk about. that that is really real. Yeah. But I think that how we're placing our energy matters. Do we place energy in trying to heal that? We place energy in talking about the white people are holding me back. These, this oppression has happened. Can we just, if we focus on ourselves, you can't change yeah, that's people. uh that's that's one thing I've been really big on. Um, specifically like the last couple of years. Like I don't give a fuck what white people are doing. I don't really care, right. bro. It's like what do yo, you think? It like, like it really don't matter because at the end of the day, 
like I said earlier, like we create these trends. Like it's it's a big like uh it's a big thing going on in, in the music industry right now uh, with like streaming and like rights and like masters and like people are really like fighting for their masters. Like I think Rihanna just got her masters. Chris mm-hmm. Brown just got his masters. Like uh, Nipsey, you know, he had his masters his whole career. So mm-hmm. it's like it's a it's a we're really realizing our worth. Um, and we realize that yo, like we, we we're all that we need. So, um, it's going to take a while. Like a lot of people don't understand that, and it's going to take leading by example, like yeah. to really to really I understand have a question. that. Go ahead. And I hate to play devil's advocate. Um, no, play it. <laughs> it's good for conversation. It's good for conversation. If I'm, um, if changing our energy was the answer, don't you think more people would have done it? And I guess my example is, for instance. How did you know? How did you know something that you didn't know you knew? Like, when did you know some learn something that you didn't know you didn't know? What? Say it again. When did you learn something mm-hmm. that you didn't know that you didn't know? Experience. So how can I not know something if my reality has been X, Y, and Z, and no one is introducing a new perspective into my life? How do I know what I don't know? Which a meaning, how do I know that I can change my reality by changing my mindset if no one's teaching me that? If anything, it'd be like, okay, I get what you're saying, like us talking about it. I think there's, I think it's slightly How do you close the gap within the ignorance? I think it's slightly naive to tell people in certain situations. I'm look, I'm very blessed. My I have not had this incredibly traumatic racial experience and the racism I did experience was not in the dream just like with rape. Right. Like if you don't if it's not this traumatic story then rape is not really rape or it's not a really comfortable when actuality whatever tears of racism a black person experiences it it's mm-hmm. to me it's it's a traumatizing experience mm-hmm. but at the same time to say that we can't you know all we have to do is change our mind to me i would be like if i was in situations of people who experience racism are really the the true victims of that system and go and tell them oh all you have to do is you know be positive and attract positive things and that'll bring your dad back and that'll get you know that'll get your mom a job where she's actually accessing minimum wage what i'm saying is we have to it's one thing to to say let's do something more than just talk Mm -hmm. But it's also completely different to tell somebody that, oh, you just have to think this when they what they live is something most people would think are unbearable. So, so, so you can't just say, oh, well, we'll change our reality by pretend like if we stop putting the focus on race, then race, that'll be I one way to move racism forward. It's like what you have heard from me, which this may be because you may not practice this in your own life, but I'm not saying there's just fairy dust to sprinkle and just believe just believe and imagine it it'll happen this is hard work and this is why i have the platform that i have and i do the work that i do to help people really understand you can't first of all our other option does not work continuing to let people victimize themselves and fester in what's bad for them is not the answer so yeah. these conversations, building platforms, trying to spread content or whatever your contribution is, heal yourself. If you can hear my voice right now, heal yourself. You're going to be able to teach other people to heal themselves. No one, we're not ever going to get on the exact same page as black people for several reasons. There's so many different levels of understanding, circumstances, experiences. But if you have enough knowledge, because like you're saying, some people just don't even know to create their own reality or to shift their thinking. If you have that power, that's why you're here. 
if you're able to do that, that's a part of your purpose to heal people. Does healing, you know, eliminate the idea or not the idea, but the fact that you have to deal with that, though? Deal with what? The trauma? Yeah. You know, like, because you obviously. It you know, helps you not have to carry it. One thing about healing trauma is understanding that you are not what happened to you and what happened is in the past. And when you continue to focus on the past, you're robbing yourself of a fuller experience in the present. Question. What if you're able to like you're able to visualize that? Like when you say healing, healing to me is fully, fully 1000 percent being over it and not being able to. Or be able to like, you know, witness something that affected you and not being able to worry about it anymore. That's what healing means. But what about if we're in daily media, whether we're on mainstream media on a TV or we're on online or whatever we at, we're being able you're witnessing, you're being shown acts that also bring back those emotional ties that you thought you healed, but they're still there. Are we just able to or do we just get away from entirely mainstream or do we just lock ourselves up in a room and not have to go outside and deal with these issues that we see every day on a newspaper on the news on so the transition with healing healing is not you're over it it's being able to translate being provoked emotionally where it hurts and channeling it into understanding Separate from race, I'll give you an example. My father, I had severe daddy issues for years. And that's, as I that's grew why niggas up, wouldn't shit. Huh? That's why niggas wouldn't shit. Oh yes. For years. And you had no <laughs> clue. Like yeah. I just couldn't believe that men could be anything good because my first love just wasn't what I wanted or what I thought I should have. And there would be times I could see a commercial come on of a daddy daughter dance and be in tears and my day was ruined. I took that. I let myself acknowledge the pain. First of all, I don't think people let themselves acknowledge their pain and sit in that and cry through it if you need to. Understanding is the way. When you put yourself in a higher mindset where I'm not responsive to what's happening and I can set my emotions aside and let me try to understand some things about life and about this other person. And the more you do that, when something happens, you're thinking about the understanding of the situation rather than I'm victimized, I'm hurt. You can put your ego to the side as you heal. Hey, Jazz, I want to tell you something. Yeah. Um, and what I'm going to say may sound a little bit rude. It's okay. But, so... I understand exactly where you're coming from. I actually agree with you. Um, and, uh, hmm. Spit it out. <laughs> speak, speak on the king. Speak no, on so, it. me and Sandra talked about this. The daddy um, thing? Hmm? The daddy thing? No, no. Uh, we talked, it's, it's similar in topic, but it's just, yeah. So, we talked about basically trying to get people to understand, um, to let go of the ego. It's basically what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You're talking about ego. Mm-hmm. Um, how many times have you read The Power of Now? I only read books once except A New okay. Earth. Okay. So once? Okay. Because basically what you're book. talking about is, is The Power of Now. But <laughs> um, 
So Sandra, me and Sandra talked about this when it came to Nipsey because I was in I was in California the week that he passed. Wow. Um, so I actually flew out there. So he he died that Sunday. I flew out there that Monday. Okay. So like I still was like I was very like in the midst of like like the hurt of like just California yeah. just in general. Yeah. And um, I think the first night I was out there, we were talking, and I remember you had posted a video. And you were trying to you 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 were basically telling people to like. It it wasn't necessarily about ego. It was about um, trying to like shift their perspective about you know if you can learn to appreciate like what people did like just learn that people like people are only here for a certain amount of time like just just grasp that concept. So so you you can explain it better. It's on your it's on your page or whatever. But um, what I'm trying to get to is that what what you're explaining is a very very elevated way of thinking. Right, and, but <laughs> but so so, I agree with you. But what you're telling people to do is get away from a very 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 human and natural thought, or or not not thought, but like emotion. Like I get emotion is like something that we can train ourselves to really look at and not really accept, and like just look at it and be like, hey, this is how I'm feeling, but this isn't actually how I need to feel. Well, emotion and reaction to emotion is taught to us. It's not natural. right, right, right. But but a lot of people, a lot of people will never ever understand that. That's true. But regardless of it being an elevated way of thinking, and it being very hard for people to even tap into, why would I do anything else besides try to pull people up? Great point. Great <laughs> point. Great point. Great point. All I'm saying is that from a from a person that understands what you're saying, and I agree with you, mm-hmm. and I'm getting better at that every day. I realize it's there. I try to achieve it. I tap into it when I can. When I'm hey, like I'm tripping, blah blah blah. But a lot of people is just it's it's a very very it's it sounds it sounds very negative how I'm saying it, which I acknowledge it is, but. It sounds unrealistic to them. It sounds a lot, it sounds very unrealistic, bro. Like, and that's okay. But one thing I sad. do know is that, I mean, everything is in perfect alignment. The world is young spiritually. The masses are very young, and mm-hmm. it's gonna take Nipsey's and who you know whoever else. Yeah. That's why people take them from this world because the world is young. You're, we're we're killing these type of people. So so it's only gonna those people have to come and do their work to help raise the collective thought. All right, so it's funny that you mentioned that because the reason the reason for this episode we were going to talk about religion. Mm-hmm. Um, we finally got here. We got, it, it took a while. I want my blank question. It took a while, bro. We still yeah, haven't had the blank question. Let's get a blank question. <laughs> Blank question? Yeah. It's been a while since we switch question. off to the next gear. Um anyway, before we go to the blank question, just follow three hundred Kane um on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't shoot the collective um, plug on that, but it's basically three hundred C A N E um on Instagram and follow us and you kinda get the idea. Go to uh, go to three hundred Kane dot com and sign up as a creator or uh, somebody that just wants to join us. Um, and yeah, we we will be launching uh, very soon. So uh, yeah, check out the check out the IG. See what we're trying to curate. See what we're trying to refine. 
the experience that we're trying to display to the world and um yeah uh let's take a quick break real quick be right back get my blank question oh shit yeah yeah we need that bro we need that damn bro i was i I thought i was in my i thought i was in my shit all right um damn god damn it what was your favorite childhood game that was played outside tetherball Tetherball, what the fuck is that? You That's don't know what that is? Attached, isn't that what the ball attached to the... Yeah. yeah. You punch the shit out of the ball and it wraps around. It's on a rope. It's like a pole. And the Never ball is on that. the rope. Was that like in the park or something? That was at recess. Like yeah. yeah. school. Yeah. too. That was my favorite. At elementary yeah. yeah. school, we had that genre. Yeah. Tetherball? Yeah, yeah bro. Yes, I can... What? Tetherball. Mm-hmm. Yes, bro. Yeah, Google it. Nah, fam. For oh, me, wow. for me, it was uh, it was highball. What so, is that? Highball. So it's basically football. <laughs> so I it's go comfort tetherball. Talking about highball. Nah. So so people Watch call it same game. <laughs> he says so, so <laughs> ball. We got balls around. <laughs> you play tetherball. What you mean? So so <laughs> the same exact game. We're like we're sharing about shit. So. Oh so people call it different like based on where you're from but basically it's football but like whenever you get tackled you throw the ball up and then like the next person tries to get it and score yeah, and, okay, and and okay. then you just run back and forth like through touchdowns like trying to so like football. not get tackled all right yeah, but, but but it's very very like it was like the liveest game growing up because like it was it was it was just chaos you know yeah saying? you would just try to score and then like once you get the ball like because you're trying to get the ball but then if you don't get the ball you got it it's it's just it's a lot going yeah, on yeah yeah. All right. Um, mine was um, wall ball. I fuck a wall ball. What is wall that? ball is heavy. You just thought of the, the ball. ball. You had like a you, basically you had a tennis ball and yeah. like it'd be like a whole bunch of people just like standing in front of a wall and you would throw as hard as you can the ball at the wall. Everybody runs to try to grab the grab the ball, mm-hmm. but if you touch the ball and you don't really grab it, you gotta sprint to the wall. Before yeah. somebody else grabs the ball and throws it at the wall. If they throw it at the wall before you touch the wall, you're done, basically. Who's <laughs> monitoring to make sure the person touches the wall before and somebody every, gets the everybody, ball? Everybody. Everybody's everybody, eyes everybody, is right to touch everybody. And so if you don't touch the ball and you basically run and you get caught up with the ball hitting the wall before you do, you basically have to like stand in front of the wall and get beamed with the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Like they have to, they have to throw the ball right at your back. It was so I special. I don't know where y'all grew up. It was wall ball. It went hard. I don't y'all, know where y'all grew was, up, but nah. We grew up around black people. We did. I grew up. I literally. I'm just fucking with you. Like, <laughs> just like my neighbor was black. black. What are you talking I'm about? Like, girl, like, like, no, like I guess like, the formative years when you're playing these games. I was in school in New Orleans, so I'm like, I don't. I'm, I'm just I've fucking never, with you. Uh, oh. Your turn. I'm fucking with you. Honestly, I was just like. I picked up a basketball at six, so I would always just be playing with the boys. Yeah, I really did. Right. Like I'm trash now. I can admit that. You're supposed to be in WNBA right <laughs> no. now. If you, if you picked up a basketball Why? at six. So I can make the same as somebody working no. That's a different conversation for a different day. That's a different no, I'm good. I have a great I have a great argument for that. WNBA? Yeah, no, that's that's not the time. Yeah, it's not the time right now. We'll to dump the NBA? No, no, WNBA. I was like, what? On how to help the NBA uh WNBA. But that's not it. It's neither or neither. They'll be all right. So, what was yours? I'm sorry. Oh, I just played basketball. basketball. I didn't basketball? have any, like, yeah. Okay. Okay. If I did, uh, I shut it out of my mind for whatever reason. 
All right, so let, let's let's touch on religion real quick and uh, everybody's thoughts. Um, I'll start. Um, I'm constantly challenging my faith. Uh, my general idea is that we're very broad perspective is that uh, we're all praying to the same God. I'll leave it at that. Okay. I feel like religion is um, a way to help people shape who they are or their morals who don't have that intuition on their own. Some people need that. They need structure. They need to have that. Um, I don't think it's that. for everybody. It's funny you said that. Um, I, uh, if y'all know the comedian Lil Duval, um, heard of him. He uh, he has a he has a, a a theory that I like on that. It's basically, um, and it may not even be that groundbreaking, but basically, humans need rules because we're just savages by nature. Yeah, I can see that. And basically, mm-hmm. that's what religion is. And that's what the government is. Yeah. Like, we have to have regulations. Yeah. But not everybody needs it. And I don't think that there's a right religion. I think the details really don't matter. It's just about what resonates with you. Mm-hmm. Whichever religion can help you be your best self, do that. I'm not religious at all. I, I grew up a Jehovah's Witness. And then I started going to a non-denominational Christian church. And then I got baptized at a Baptist church. I remember you getting baptized. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I was really like, I've always been really, really connected to God. And I just, because I grew up in a society, I felt like I had to pick a religion. So I moved around until I felt comfortable. And then I realized that I was closer mm-hmm. to God and my purpose without that structure. And I just... The environment, it just, it didn't resonate with me. Yeah, it was, uh, I always got the sense like, hey, if you didn't go to church, you weren't, you weren't connected to God. And it's like, right. Like, that doesn't even make sense because we're only in church two hours a week. Like, <laughs> Why would God <laughs> only be in this building? Yeah, you know what I'm like, so it's, yeah, it, it yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, bro. I have a really, really, you know, Big take on religion. Go ahead, bro. Everybody knows. Um, and I've had this conversation with several hundreds of people <laughs> um, because people tend to come to me and just ask me about religion all the time. I personally don't believe in religion. I believe religion is the demise of humanity. Um, that was very extreme. <laughs> that was a lot. Oh yeah, I think. Like the complete demise. Don't the, you think we'd be done by now? I think. Well, if you if you believe in religion, you in some sort of religion, you believe that we've been done before. Like Noah's Ark was uh, a part of the world being wiped out before. If you believe in some sort of religion, you believe that you know the world has been done. That we give second chances of God, you know, creating us. So I have a hard time believing in religion. Well, not a hard time. I just don't believe in religion because I feel like um, one, there are just so many of them. <laughs> Like, you know, we're talking about Christian, right. we're talking about Hindu, we're talking about Judaism, we're talking about Scientologists, we're talking about Buddhism, we're talking about like so many different religions. Um, Muslim. And Muslim, Muslim. The number, I forgot the number one religion in the world, yeah. Muslim. And Which like, is the most feared, well, most feared in American eyes, but. Absolutely. And like Aaron said, like, he actually believes like they all worship in the same God, but they call it different names. Mm-hmm. And I sort of believe the same thing. Um. I just don't feel like religion was meant to be part of society and humanity. 
I believe just because it was man-made, somebody else can go out there and create their own religion, and and that's where we roll. And we've seen that in a lot of different cults that were brought up. You know, there's been a lot of documentaries um, about people who have started their own religious movements, and let's say they rented a mansion in like LA or whatever, like they had people started coming to their little services. Um, yeah. And from then on, that became a religion. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how Scientology came to, to play, which is Tom Cruise's favorite religion right now. But, um, yeah, I just believe that humanity and people make these religions that implicitly apply fear to people's life. I agree I believe that's all religions are made to do. I believe it's, it's fear made based. to put... Yeah, it's, it's all fear-based. Yeah. Because you have a goal to end up somewhere. And if you don't... It's, it's fear-based and it's rules-based. It's based on certain rules. Mm-hmm. So if you don't go based on these rules in each of the religious mm-hmm. bases, um, religious groups, that means you're not going to make it to eternal bliss. And how genuine can your behavior be if it's in fear yeah. or in order to get it something? It can't be. That's the problem. Right. It just, it, just it, just, it literally doesn't make sense. It can be. <laughs> and each of those religions feel like their belief is the number Correct. one. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you telling me a Christian, and this is an example. You telling me a Christian, where well, they would go to church and like they would go to their, you know, their Bible study and everything. And the pastors are preaching about their God not allowing Muslims into eternal bliss. So you are telling me Muslims, all Muslims are gonna go to, you know, hell, eternal <laughs> damnation? If you don't accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and not making fun of Christianity because I definitely thought that that was what I was supposed to be doing for a long time. But I remember when I got baptized, they make you go through this like class or whatever to make uh-huh. sure you're ready. And so I asked the lady who was leading it, I said, so I gave her a really extreme example. I was like, so, you know, someone living in a hut in Africa that's not introduced to Christianity. If they don't accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they're going to hell. She didn't have an answer. You don't have an answer. Because and they can't accept that you don't have an answer. Because all Christians, <laughs> and, and, I, and if I talk to my Christians' friends, they always tell me the same thing. God always going to reveal himself to you at some point in your life. But it's like, if I grew up on a Muslim household, and that's all we've known. We, we, we pray five mm-hmm. times a day. We do that. Like, at what point am I going to be introduced to a Christian, you know, right. clue or theory about like that's not? And why would I go towards that when my whole family Family's is Muslim? Yeah. So, my biggest thing is that you know, in religion, you, you're able to like tell people what to do. Um, I don't want to bring up white supremacy into this in any way. How they you know use your religion to try to you know. <laughs> I'm not going to bring that up. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. But it did happen. But. Um, yeah, I just think the rules make it difficult for me to to believe in that because you're telling me that the Christians believe all of the Muslims are not gonna make it to heaven, like, right. and but God created Muslims because God made. I don't know if God created Muslims or the religion of Muslims because I don't believe that that happened, um, but I do believe that if all knowing God is up there, He wouldn't make the amount of people who were Muslims be Muslims and have a religious group called Christians saying all of them are going to hell. He's not going to make the highest population of religion group in the world go to hell. So don't I can't question God, bro. It's not. That's not. It's not going to happen. Don't question God, bro. You don't. But, but you don't. Absolutely. Don't question God. But, bro, would you would you believe the God that did that? Right. That Why made the, the, the highest religious group in the world, like mil- billions of people. They say our God is a jealous God. 
I did not agree. I don't think. I just feel like just God saying. has to be nothing but love. Period. And I think we create everything else as a projection. There's this book I read. You would really like it, CJ. It's called Conversations with God. And I told you about this book, Aaron. No. It's the best book I've read in a long time. It's basically a conversation between the author and God. <laughs> and they're talking about... It's basically every answer that you could think of about God. And it, it's basically saying God doesn't care what you do one way or another. There's no preference. You completely have free will. God wants for you what you want for yourself. Define free will. I think I think one of my biggest issues with religion... or. Christianity yeah. is they always tend to go to that word free will. But that phrase. All of these rules and how you're gonna go to hell. It's not free will. Exactly. Real free will is you being able to do whatever you want to do with no consequence. It's unconsciousness. Yes. That's real free. Free will is unconscious. Like you don't know what's gonna happen. Like that's what it, if 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 we know what the consequences are, if mm-hmm. God knows what the consequences are, mm-hmm. it's like Oh well, God knows I'm gonna make this mistake. Well then, why exactly are we doing this life? Mm-hmm. Because Christianity believes he's all knowing God, like every, he knows everything, um, and I believe that too. I believe. I, by the way, before everybody looks at me in the audience or Christian listeners, I'm not. No, I'm not a Christian, but um, I also believe um, in, a, in 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 everlasting being up there. I believe that God exists. Um, I don't know if his name is God, but I do believe in a higher power. Um, so I do believe that somebody's, you know, created this world. I'm not necessarily riding with a Christian belief, so I don't just say, okay, he's an atheist. I believe in a higher power. But I just don't believe that higher power would um, would necessarily make a world and that he knows is going to be far to, do, you know, devastation. I just don't believe that. I can't, I can't buy that. Really? Yeah. You don't think I, he's open I, to man. devastation if we lead ourselves there? But... Why, but if he created us and he knows our end result, why would he make that? It's like if I, Jazz, if I know right now, I know whatever happens tomorrow, Jazz is going to make it to her yoga session. Like she has to make it. She got clients. She got people to right. deal with. She's going to make it. There. I just know that. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for me to think otherwise because I know that. Because I know Jazz because I created Jazz. Not necessarily creating her, but you know what I mean. Like, I'm, yeah, like I know what the end result is going to be. Then so, what does free will, what does free will apply in that? Well, for me, like the way we just were talking about free will doesn't go with the punishment and the consequence of the Bible. I don't think that the creation that God, the the whole human experience and the reason of life doesn't go with him knowing how it's going to end. That doesn't match up for me. Well, it, it doesn't. But you... I don't think that God like already has this ultimate plan of this is how the whole shit is going to go for humans. And this is how it's going to end. So that means he's not an all knowing God. I don't believe that. So that's a that's that's a that's, that's, that's that a rebuttal against the Christianity religion. I think that life is an experience. I think that. So the book that I read actually supported my own thought. God created human experience. So that that energy can experience itself. When you're all knowing, you don't need to experience because you know, period. Right? Right. But the fact that there needs to be experiences lived out and creation to continue to happen, it can't be a knowing. Why? What would be the But point? But aren't, aren't we speaking from a human perspective? Absolutely. That's all we can speak That's from. That's all we yeah. But yeah, I yeah, think so, that so, humans are God. 
True, true, true. This is a physical manifestation of God. Yes, like God runs through all of us. But with that being said, I mean, how can we really speak from a, a perspective? Like, even though, yes, we believe that humans are God, but how can we truly speak from that perspective? If you believe that perspective, you feel like you can speak from that perspective because you are that perspective. Mm, so, so you feel like you could have wrote the Bible. I don't think that the Bible is a reflection of God. You think oh. the Bible is a real thing? No, I think a human person put that together and other human people altered it according to their own, you know, egoic bias. I mean, I was I was taught to believe that the Bible was, you know, spoken through God. I don't oh, yeah. Well, I think, I think, you know. I can't say I don't believe that. This is what I mean. I think that God speaks to all of us and he spoke that truth to someone. But you don't think it's true? Or was it that person who... It is who, not a reflection. It doesn't resonate with my experience. Okay. Or or the person who he, he spoke that to, it was that the person who actually wrote that Bible? And you when know, I say, you know, the Bible, I can't speak on the Bible as just, a, just you know, one body of work. Because there's messages in there that I do agree with. There's messages that I don't agree with. As far as like the stories, I feel like the details don't matter. If Jesus really was here, if David and Goliath was actually here, like the point of the story is the point of the story, the regardless of the care. Yeah, it's about the lesson. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of people take it literally, though. Yeah, so they do. Like like <laughs> well, lesson. Well, lesson puts you in the same category as like a Joe Lostin, who was just basically a motivational preacher. Like he would say one verse, and all of a sudden he just starts telling you about life situations, like real life situations, like how you can deal with that. So it's like, you know, if you're not gonna take the Bible and for what it is, and just say, okay, well, we're just gonna use this as a lesson, then you're basically just cut short in what the entire lesson is supposed to be about, because all you're getting out of it is, all you're getting out of it is, well. God said, don't do this. Or Jesus said, don't do this. It's like, how does that relate to your life? So that, to me, those aren't the lessons. I don't think they're... The parts in the Bible that may tell you what to do and what not to do, that doesn't resonate with me. For example, the David and Goliath, if I remember correctly. The point of that story who, was hold, that, hold on, before. Who, who won? David and Goliath? David. Okay, there you go. Good. Just making sure you remember. Look early. She made Goliath with his ass. What you mean? But like the point of the story is that all things are possible with that divine support. That's the point. It's not telling me to do this or not to do this, but it gave me a life lesson about how to move forward, and I can apply that to anything. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I no, I agree with that. I I totally agree with that. Alexia, what do you what do you think about all this? Um, I, um, I've always struggled with religion because I've always found contradictions and I'm a very logical, practical person. Like my critical path to and from mm-hmm. places is very clear yeah. and concise. So for me, I found that, like Jazz said, I felt further away from God, the closer I got to the church because I don't believe. Oh, that say the, that again. The further I felt the further away from God, I got the closer to the church I got. So I, I didn't. I oh, never okay. found a synergy in my between my my spiritual relationship with God. What I know He's done in my life, and what any church. Because I even bought a book. I think it was like um, think like everything you need to know about like the two hundred religions in the world. 
So I was like, okay, let me see what else is out there. But in every one, it's just, it seems like they're, it seems like it's a collective of people who got together and said, this is exactly how things should go. And let me incept this idea into the people to, to maintain control. Because for me, I agree with jazz and I apply this everywhere in my life. Some rules don't apply to people because not everybody needs rules. Yeah. That's just the way I feel about it. So yeah. it's for me, I don't need a religion to hold me accountable or to give me mm-hmm. structure or space to not do certain things. Like, it is not in my energy or my spirit to take a life. It's not in my energy or my spirit to rape. It's not in my energy or spirit right. to degrade or debase anybody. It's not I in my would, energy or spirit to, to maliciously judge somebody. So for me, it was just like a... I don't see a point in putting anything into religion because mm-hmm. it's a contradiction of itself and it's hypocrisy at its finest. So I'm going to decide to hold myself accountable to a higher power based off of what is spoken through me and what I feel is right. Mm. But the hard thing about that is what is right is a completely biased perspective. And yeah. like what I may think is right, Chica may think is the, like inc- like wrong, the antithesis of what my existence and the way I move in life should be. That's his perspective. So that's why I think it's so hard to be like, every religion has the same problem. What's you that? just have to choose which one problem? you best identify with. The problem is thinking that you can control people with a single concept or with a like every every religion has their own Bible. Mm -hmm. And so what you do is you give people these you give people these stories and you are such a motivation and inspiration to especially to a mass of people who are highly influential and who are looking just to belong to something. That idea of like group thing, people will agree mm-hmm. with some of the most barbaric, savage things. Just to be in a group. Just to be a part of something. <laughs> like for whatever reason, somebody got me on Game of Thrones and I know I'm real late. But I watched the really? show and it's so hard to really get into it. Because I all agree. I'm thinking is this is a clear representation of how truly savage and barbaric we are coexisting in this world to where greed, temptation, all of these things created those problems only on a like much larger scale so i'm like this is not fun for me so i don't i never got into well, it i will not allow but on this podcast it's to to I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not bashing oh it's it's to control that but it's always been to control a mass of people that's the problem with religion religion should be about what i always thought was people coming together to support each other in their spiritual journey just and that was just one of the many places that people can go they find that in religion but religion turned out to be the complete opposite of that it's like government it's like or uh, compliances and shit like stop trying to control whatever's supposed to be the free flow of my life right i have a question and stop trying to disown me if i don't follow your rules i have a question um before i have a question i have a all right, so Kanye, he uh, he does Sunday service or whatever it's called, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, come to find out is that, so people were dubbing it as like church. Mm-hmm. I'm saying they were dubbing it, you know, you know, Kanye, you know, Kanye Evans church, you know, he got his choir, blah blah. blah. So come to find out, there is no church. It's just the vibes of the music. Yeah, yeah. it's right? just worship, mm-hmm. worship or whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wor- worship, worship, like it's no. Worship. Okay. Cool. No shade, but you really think the Kardashians going to church? Every um, Come on now. What's what's y'all's thought on that? Because I feel like it's bullshit. What's bullshit? And what reason, is church if, services? Huh? What's bullshit? What Kanye's doing? Yeah. What Why? do you mean it's bullshit? What? You have to expand on that. But because I feel like he's posi- he's he's co-opting a very real thing that is church, that is very intentional worship, that is very intentional. 
um, sermons. What, who, but who are you to dictate what perspective? His, his yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Perspectively, what he could be doing could. It's my be opinion. It's just my opinion. No, I'm just. I, I understand, but I like. He said to me, "I'm just, just going to comment your opinion." Just my opinion. You think it's bullshit for him to take that concept and not have what a pastor along with it? No, 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 no. So. <laughs> That's crazy. So, Cayenne of pasta. All right, all right. So listen, okay. That's w- nuts. What would I would I be would I be wrong to assume? And just that sentence might make me wrong, but okay. would I be wrong to assume that Kanye has led people to believe that this is church? I feel like people. Do what you do with people interpreting how nah, nah, ever nah. that's on like them. He's not responsible for he's the public interpretation. It is public though. He's not responsible for how they perceive so that it. Means, he puts it out. You consume it though. Just because I put it out into the world doesn't mean you have to consume it. Exactly. So if you consume it every Sunday and you that's think that you. it's I'm yeah, I'm holding hosting my own church services, that's based off of that the issue with especially with communication is we perceive what we think mm-hmm. people know and we assume that our message is being communicated clearly so we don't think to expand exactly. this might be church and service it's, for and me. it's people who don't go to church on sundays bro it's people who just like, uh, you know they just some allow people go to me Saturday to rebuttal, services. okay <laughs> they go to wednesday Jones. Would, would it would it would it be crazy for me to assume that for you to dub something as sunday service did he dub that? So, it's not Sunday. I thought it was church service. Hold did on, they say did, church service or did, Sunday service? Is, is, is that officially dubbed by Kanye West? Let's let's make that because that's true. Cause because I've never I, seen Kanye post. I've it. never I've seen, seen Kanye the Kardashians post it. in them post. I've, seen, I've never seen. I've Kanye. seen a bunch of other people post yeah. that. Not even the Kardashians. Kardashians. I don't think they've ever ever put like service. <laughs> have they? Have they? Well, I saw. I saw. I think some, the blogs. I said Sunday services though. It never said church, but I thought it said Sunday services because it's like a big deal thing. Now it's picking up okay. attention, and now he was bringing people. Wait, later. <laughs> because there's a lot of people who perform with choirs, bro. Wait, go ahead. remember what Ruben Stuttered who listen, won the American listen, Idol listen, for a listen, season? Listen, <laughs> listen, 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 listen. All right, so my name is Aaron, right? Cool. Hi, Aaron. Sometimes people call me Aaron, right? I don't like being called Aaron, but if I never correct somebody and say, "Hey, my the way my name is pronounced is Aaron," they would assume that the way they pronounced it that doesn't work. Is correct for what you're trying to do. How does that not work? Because if 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 I'm not clarifying because something, because someone mispronouncing something is different than getting a spiritual message. No, no, I'm I'm, I'm I'm trying to break it down very. I'm, I'm trying to break it down you're very very. You're trying to say basic. that you are responsible for correcting people. Or clearing if, up if, their perception. Well, no, I get what you're trying to do. And if I, let me, if I understand what you're, I think what you're saying is he, if, would he be wrong to assume that Kanye is falsely putting out an idea out there because he has not stepped in and corrected it, to correct people to think anything otherwise because the assumption is that's all, that's all and I'm he's saying. posting his own Got you. Services, it is that, is that, I think, is, yeah, is no, it no, wrong you're right. to, to do that? I don't, again, that goes back to the thing. Religion is about perspective. Religion to you may be sitting in a church for three hours and then having lunch after and after the pastor gave his three hour sermon, whereas religion to our uh, church service right. to somebody else may be going and sitting with a, a group of friends and talking mm-hmm. about their spiritual experience. It's all about perspective. So if that's what he think it is, why would I think to correct what is my intention? This is my church service. I who agree. Who tell me that can't be my idea of church services? 100%. I think religion is a. Um Religion can be whatever somebody needs it to be. Yes. yes. And that's the thing. That, that's that's, that's what I was going to say. So there, that's the problem with religion. Because I actually even think they ask you, like when they start asking you, like I know um, in the hospital, 
when you do your your intake, they ask you what your religion and spirituality is mm-hmm. one of the options. Mm-hmm. So I think that we have these very uh, I think we need to define spirituality by the way streamlined ideas of religion. So Christianity, Judaism, um, is uh, Muslim. Like you have these ideas of what the mainstream is, but nobody's talking about spirituality because people just dis- Christians typically dismiss those people and they're like, oh, yes. if you're not gonna fall in a line, then that doesn't exist. We can have a religion. You can. I can have a religion of puppies. I can have a church of Beyonce. Like, whatever is it, my... I think that's, which I does think that's exist. exist. Yeah. <laughs> church of Beyonce. There's a, there's a church of Prince, too. Don't get that yeah. wrong. But that's the whole problem with religion, that you have to do it a certain way. Yeah. And that's what we're getting away from. So, He's so, an artist. So, so, so basically what y'all was saying is that I'm tripping? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yes. you're tripping. Like, why should yes. he... <laughs> First of all, I don't have so. I, 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 I don't does think it I'm matter what is what, what? So would it make it any more of a church service if he had a pastor come in and preach a message and? Why does it have to be exactly how it's done in the church? Exactly. Why does it have to have all those components? Because that's what you were brought up on. That's what you were, you were raised to believe. Conditioned. That's what you were conditioned to believe yeah. about a church. Shake the matrix, bro. <laughs> Shake the matrix. All right, listen, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. All right, so. What, what what is so wrong with me thinking that you take all the elements from a a, a particular infrastructure, right? Mm-hmm. All he took was the, the worship choir. session. All he took oh, was the choir. Pastor, he don't have like he don't have. That's it. What are you asking? What is, is he asking Does he want you tight? Like what's going on? Like he just, all, all he all he's getting is like, the worship wear, section. He don't wear the little the little gown with the shawl and everything. He's not doing nothing. We ain't got none of that. The problem is you're imposing your opinion on someone else's situation. Speak, queen. I'm actually not alone in this thought, um, but uh, so, so <laughs> that doesn't matter. <laughs> that, you right. can't force what you think is listen, right or listen, whole. Listen, 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 listen. All I'm saying is that I feel <laughs> like he has co-opted something, and well, not even co-opted. He's misled people in so what he's, he's doing. Exploiting that concept or that I, I uh, think so. That, that experience and okay. I, I think so, and and. I also think that Kanye is very intentional. Kanye is not as crazy as people think he is. He's not. I don't believe that either. And what he's doing right now is very intentional. He knows black people love gospel music. <laughs> what if, hey, bro, what if, he's what if, what if, his way back into my, what if, my attention what if Kanye is dropping a gospel album soon? That would be crazy. That would be crazy. But y'all would totally listen to it, right? And you Snoop, buy it? I would, I would, I would definitely. I would for sure. It. Facts. Yeah. I'm not listening to it. Yeah, I Kanye gospel album, you're not listening to it? I'm what? That man is a genius. Mm-hmm. I listen to gospel. I listen to gospel. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I would. Like. hundred percent. I would. Just to try to see. Hold on. Just to try to see what's going on. I would listen to gospel Kanye. I'm sorry. Now, would I play all the whole tracks playing all over and over again? I think we have to like differentiate. Do we buy into because it's two different things? Do we buy into what somebody's doing in regards to Kanye uh-huh. being, uh, right? You know, I say it's oh, I can say it, but Kanye being a coon, Kanye, you know, supporting Trump and all that stuff. Do we buy into that and like totally delete Kanye? Throw the whole person away? Yeah. I agree with you 100%. So my main stop. thing is that if Kanye brings, and I'll say this every time, if Kanye brings a gospel album, the only reason I'm listening to it is just to like listen to how that motherfucker sounds. Because <laughs> like that's it. I'm not listening, because I'm not trying to learn nothing from Kanye. <laughs> 
I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not learning nothing from Kanye. Like Kanye is not any none of those celebrities are not teaching me anything because they don't relate to how I live. So I want to listen to it how, to hear how it sounds. I don't pay attention to Kanye to try to gain some lessons. Like so that's you realize not, it doesn't matter why you would listen to it that he's still exploiting the like he's still using exploiting what exploiting what he's saying religion he's or what is exploiting he's exploiting people's attachment to religion. This is his perspective. Okay. This is okay. 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 He real he's he's so strategic in the sense that he gets ahead of himself and fucks himself over. So you're right. As a black people, we're like, okay, you're doing a lot. We're not quick to you. We're not running quick to your rescue anymore. So if Aaron's saying if the, he feels like these new church services that he apparently has all this time to do is to exploit the black community back into getting back into his music and listening to stuff and streaming and stuff just to drop an album. It doesn't matter what your intention was because the nigga still got what he was doing anyway, which still supports Aaron's argument. He's exploiting you simply to get a gain off of it. So wait, I just have to make one comment just back to y'all's argument about the oppressor. Look at how y'all do black people. Everybody has wrote Kanye off. As a whole person, so, so you don't want to support. No, 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 no. I, I hold us to a higher standard, yeah. Like, allow me to rebuttal, please. So, when you write them off, how can we heal them? How can we understand that person? How can we get them in a better position if we kick them to the curb? And how do you, I, I agree with that, but to counter that, this you also have to, um, you also have the same experience. And at that, at what point does it become an abusive relationship? If I'm constantly trying to save somebody who does, not only does not want to, who appears doesn't want to be saved, but also exploits people's willingness to want to help him to gain attention. I think he's a narcissist. I do think he needs healing. But am I going to continue to subject myself to what his toxic energy has become and the things that he said and the things that he's done on a larger platform? Absolutely not. So am I am I doing things to keep him from getting ahead? No, I'm not stealing his merchandise. I'm not selling to bootleg. But am I going to go and take my heart on Mernie to support him? Did you no. listen? Did you, did you um, stream listen to which I know you did? So <laughs> you listen to Jesus Walks, right? Yeah. Okay, so Jesus Walks the same idea that we're yes. talking about right now in regards. But to, it's wait, different situation. Wait, 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 wait. The whole premise was that he was exploiting a concept. To gain attention or to gain a new I audience, do. we don't know his Why? motive right now. Again, I, I want to point out that before I even got into this, I said again, this is not my. Uh, so this is going off the conversation that was happening off of what okay. he said. My he so you, don't think yeah. he's, you don't think he's exploiting? You think he's exploiting? I don't know if, what the fuck Kanye does because I decided that I I believe in rationality, I believe in logic, and so for me, you, you seem to be going through something right now that is causing you to um that is causing you to exploit situations that you necessarily shouldn't and for me i one i know this like but when he said slavery is a choice i'm really big on the fact like i get that we can shape our reality and everything but i'm also really big and acknowledge that we do in fact live in a racist system and just because i I choose that that racism just because i don't choose to have racism a part of my day does not mean that there aren't people whether it's one or a hundred thousand people who do have these views and ideologies. And so for me, when you speak on a platform, all you do is, like, I hate when white people say, well, if black people don't care about black people, why should I? So you go on this platform and you say these things that are completely negative towards what people's experience. So even if it's not a, even if not every black person, that's not their experience or their view, you still make, you still minimize what other people's experience. So you did on a national platform for what? For attention? 
for listens for views like I get you're entitled to your opinion, but also as black people, and I don't, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but I think that we should all hold each other to a higher standard because we are representative of each other at the very least. And we, we have to be more cognizant of it than other people because we are most often exploited and considered to have, um, to walk around with negative stigmas around us. But at the end of the day, like I'm going to, when I'm out doing things, I am aware that I'm a black woman representative, probably in spaces that a lot of people won't experience a black woman. So I do take that on and I do want to create, I do want that to be a good experience. So I I don't know. I'm writing Kanye off and it's because I don't choose, I don't gain anything from that relationship and he's also not my responsibility to heal. So I I don't, I don't believe, I don't believe in cancel culture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do believe in having the choice to to support someone when you want to. Yeah. In certain ways. Like, so right now I choose not to support Kanye, but if Kanye personally to me, Shows me that, in my opinion, mm-hmm. what he felt, what he was doing was exploitive, and what he's doing is fucked up. Mm-hmm. And he shows through what I believe is enough work to sway me back on his side, then I would do that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in just writing people off because if somebody wrote me off ten years ago, Some, I mean, everybody could have wrote all of us off. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. it's yeah. like eight years ago, somebody could wrote me I mean, off. Shit, four years ago. <laughs> I mean, fam, like, 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 if if Sandra at my lowest moment, Sandra could have rubbed me off, like, yo, I'm not dealing with this nigga. This thing got too much going on. Like, it's 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 certain. Like, people, you got to allow people to grow. Yeah. But at the same time, I have the right to, like, yo, right now, I'm not completely writing you off, but right now, I just can't fuck with you. And I'm still watching. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm, I'm noticing. I'll support yeah, you when yeah. you do something that I can support. Exactly. Like, and 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 I don't think that's fraud. I don't think that's that's uh you know wishy-washy i think that's um actually like you you're not blindly following somebody i feel like mm-hmm. and, and i'm saying and i'm not saying that you know if you support kanye right now then you're blindly supporting him like no like whatever whatever you do whatever you do i'm just saying for me i have the choices to support somebody and what i feel like he's doing with the sunday service shit we're talking about religion i think it's explosive i think it's bullshit and it's gonna be a coachella this sunday so um you, you Interesting. Know, yeah, I mean, you Is can that watch why it. he brought on DMX and Lil Kim to join that one? I mean, it could be. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. He, I, he, he has brought um, yeah. DMX up before. Yes, yes. Interesting. And and, and that was the only combination. combination. That, yeah, you should have known that was a. DMX is a change around. Let's not. No, do first off, I love DMX, but I mean, yeah. like DMX and Lil Kim, like what kind of? You know, yeah, that's what quite interesting. Going to be. Sound, right, man, you sound um, a Christian. You sound a little judgmental. No, I mean that's your that's thing. A, I'm just saying, like <laughs> I have, I would go in with absolutely no concept of what this experience would be like. Would I go? Yes. Absolutely. You would go I go away. again after? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know if I enjoyed it. Yes. You had like, Sunday service. No, what I'm saying was when he said uh, it was a little judgy. When I said I wonder what that service would be like, bringing DMX and Lil Kim in, not because obviously it would not be the traditional. I would love Which your first concept is. I would go in with no expectations, which no is, ideas. I would just be I open think, to whatever happened. I think that's the same idea that I'm thinking when I say, like, oh, you know what? If Kanye was to drop a gospel album, yeah, I would, I would just go into listening. it with no expectation. Because I don't believe... You don't know what it I don't would know, be. And nor do I, do I sit there and, like, harbor on the fact that, you know what? Kanye can teach me a lesson. Like, I have people. I actually have real friends, real family members real people who I count on that teach me lessons, real mentors that I don't rely on like artists and people who shape the culture, I guess, of, of 
hip hop and media. Like I don't believe in those people to be my my mentors. Yeah. Like no, that's not my people. Listen, like, man. Yeah. Listen, um, man. The thing was with Kanye. Kanye went on a song during the time that he was in Donald Trump's office and how he. You know, I don't, like, like, that. I don't like to relive that moment. That's that's that's. He not, said what? He he made he said Kanye said that Donald Trump made him feel like he was Superman. Isn't that what he said? I have to hear the other context. Was that a song? Or was that a, or was that whatever? A, no, he, he said that. Okay. Because I no, can't no, no, just no, take no, this that 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 yeah, yeah, that's what he was with on. What's it called? The, uh, no, no, I think he said it was like the MAGA hat. Whenever you put on the MAGA hat, it makes him feel like, feel like yeah. Superman. Yeah, that was put on the MAGA hat. The MAGA hat. That's nuts. So so, but but at the same time, he was on Nas' album on the song that had a loop that said the shock the the cop shot the kid. It was like about a song like about like police brutality. So yeah. it's like, yo, you can't you can't try to pander what, what however you want to put it like to like our people and like this struggle, and then you over here praising Donald Trump. And Is it possible at all that? Anything's Maybe possible. it's going over people's head what he's doing and what he's saying. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because we definitely take things for our own from where we're at. You have biased listening be. ears. Could be. I haven't heard any of it. I'm just playing devil's advocate, so I don't. I don't have a. I don't think we're that ignorant though. Um, I think so. I'm just pointing it out. I'm just pointing it out. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of. I'm just. I'm just going. But I think you know what you're saying about supporting what we feel is either representative or healthy for the culture is our responsibility to celebrities. We put them in this high position. I agree with you. And they're, you know, influencing everybody. So if we don't tell them by sales and streams what we fuck with and what we don't, they gonna continue to do whatever they want. True. What are you about to say, CJ? Um and just in regards to the whole Sunday school thing, because uh, I think <laughs> we can write this up soon. By the way, oh yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll make this my last point on Kanye. Um, One thousand percent. Okay, I'm definitely nowhere close to a Kanye supporter in anything that he's doing. But here's the thing: this guy. I know there's always a but, right? I know there's always a but. This guy, man. But like, yo, if Kanye, dro- I'm saying this again: if Kanye drops a gospel album, um, just like Snoop <laughs> just dropped a gospel album. And I listened to Snoop's gospel. Y'all should listen to Snoop gospel. Really? Yeah, he, he did. He dropped the gospel album. Okay. Um, I don't. I think we gotta understand that. And, and That's interesting. What? A Snoop gospel album. It's nuts, no, bro. It's nuts. You should listen to it. Like, it's nuts. <laughs> like with a whole band, like a choir. Like it's it's nuts. Snoop dropped. Interesting. <laughs> That's crazy. But okay. mm-hmm. yeah, but ahead. yeah, I, I think um, I think with the Kanye situation, because I'm trying to like tie it with religion and based on what we're talking about. I don't think um, he's going into it trying to, you know, utilize the black church. Because think about it, like, you know, the choir, that's kind of like the experience you get in the black church. Mm-hmm. You get the choir, you got people moving, you got people dancing. Yeah. There was one video we had people, like, you know, on the floor. It was just like, it was nuts. Yeah. I remember I sent you that video, right? You saw it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People running around like they got the Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think he's trying to do that in regards to, like, trying to. In sales, or, just ha- it just happens. No, it's the de- no. It doesn't happen. I think that Kanye West really lives in a world in his head where he just feels like everything is okay. And until somebody is able, and not even somebody, until he's able to realize that by himself, bro. And nobody can help Kanye at this point. I don't believe there's anybody can help Kanye. I don't think Farrakhan can help Kanye. 
I think Kanye is one of those people, one of those special people who come in this world that they have to realize things for themselves. Mm-hmm. And right now, bro, like, he is, he's at that point where there's no return. And the only return that can come from him and, like, is for him, like, self-healing. It's, like, for him to understand what's going on because he's flopping, he's flip-flopping, he's going all over the place. One day he's with Trump. The other day he's doing, you know, cop shot the kid with Nas. So he's, he's everywhere right now. I wouldn't tie him to religion at all. Like, I wouldn't tie him to the topic we're talking about. I wouldn't try to, like, put Kanye in that same retrospect because we don't know what Kanye... I wouldn't even know if he practiced religion. He made Jesus walk, but we don't know if Kanye truly... We don't know any of those guys in, in Hollywood. We don't know what they do. We do not know them. Hey, yeah. hey I, I just Googled uh, Kanye Coachella, and the headline says, Kanye Sunday service is coming to Coachella, but what is it? Fam, nobody knows. But what is it? Yeah, oh. but what is it? Nobody knows what the fuck this or is, what bro. what if he was just doing this for that? Because how long has he been doing Sunday service? It's been, it's been a while. It's, it's, it's a while, been though. months. It's been months, yeah. Interesting. Well, I'm it's like, been months, bro. Like, I'm telling you, man. Ready for bro, this nigga's very album. intentional. No, to promo um, the, the, yeah. No, nah, fam. Does it's it an matter? Album. It's an I album. think it's an album. I think he does an album rollout. He... To answer your question, yes. Because a lot of people... Don't understand what you understand. What does that mean? A a lot of people follow. (laughs) A lot of people follow. A lot of people. A lot of people put people on pedestals when they're just people. Yes, and it like has to be an answer or a definitive shape, or we need to know what this is. I don't need to know anything. If he's happy and whoever goes to that wants to hear that, I don't. Not fam. I understand what you're saying, but (laughs) it's it's niggas out here that will follow that bullshit. I get what you're saying, yeah. but again, but they have to, have said, you're assigning, you're imposing your perspe- perception of what you think it should be or the how you mm-hmm. think things should be and saying that, oh, this person's doing it wrong or this person. No. At the end of the day, even mm-hmm. even what um, whatever you consider, people congregate differently. So I may show up at a church or a mosque or whatever, or I may just walk in my spirituality every day, but at the end of the day, it's still a collective of people choosing to believe something mm. for their own personal reasons whether you're thinking about it elevated like jazz or you're choosing to follow a much larger much larger concept or something that's not as easy something that's a little bit easier to do it's still all people a group of people choosing to believe something. that's a great point because you look but, at but, it as a negative thing but yeah, some like, people are gonna it's for some people and true. they don't feel exploited or they don't feel like it's bullshit but but so then then it becomes like what are we allowing to be to be accepted like who's responsible for accepting anything it's whatever's for you that's that's the whole that point doesn't have to be parameters. Yeah, hey, hey, that's, yo, that's dangerous bro parameters. it's dangerous yeah but it's dangerous bro but that's that's what reality is that's what reality is. man that's just scary and i choose what, like in this yeah, world we live here nuts <laughs> that's why when, that's why when jazz brought up free will i was like yeah the only free will counts for us like we live this world yeah. with not knowing what we're doing. like it's yeah yeah it's it's yeah, reality it's, it's a real thing yo this nigga's nuts out here bro yeah it's nuts because I, I i i can't i can't subscribe to it i'm sorry like i'm gonna call it out i'm sorry is this wrong nothing wrong it's call it out, i call yeah, everything it's okay out. i call white supremacy out i call everything out that i need to call out <laughs> you know 
But if a Kanye drops a gospel album, I'm going to check it out. Somebody no, has to. Go ahead. I get it. Stop yo, it. Yo, don't do that. Yo, don't do it. Somebody has to. Don't do that. I mean, there are going to be people that do. Yo, I, I avoided the Kanye album last year, and it wasn't that hard. Like, I'm not. But have you heard it now? And you no. You still heard it? No, it's not on my phone. You can you can Google it. I'm it's not, not on my to phone. Google your phone, but I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I think it's still on there though. What was the last one called? What? His last album? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, you were not on your phone. It's not on my phone. I don't download, <laughs> it. I don't download me. I stream. No, it, it might be called Yay. It's actually. not called Yay. It was like two albums before. No, it might be called. That yeah. was no. The year was not two. The year was like two. Yeah, the Yay one, and then the Kids See Ghosts. <laughs> Kitsy goes with the one with Cuddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, yeah, we've been. Going, this is our longest podcast ever. But this is a good <laughs> conversation. But it's been a good conversation. I'm um, in town. Okay. Namdi, we love you, bro. Uh, yes. Congratulations. Sad, he's, yeah, he's he's about going through it right baby. now. We about to we got, we about, actually about to head up there to go see him. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, CJ, thank you for coming on, bro. Much blessing, man. Family. Jazz. Of course, you, you know, res- no. residency. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alexia, my nigga. Um, no matter what you do, keep it at 10 and 2. We out.